0: Hey guys, welcome into the inaugural Afterbuzz recap of Secrets and Wives, Bravo's brand new show. Yeah, buddy. Who the hell knows what on Long Island. I'm Bobby DeMiro, that's Phil Svitek. He's sitting in today. Two of our hosts are out sick on the premiere. That's a bad sign.
1: Well, they got sick, but, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it's Nicole Brazier. She's done uh, The Mob Wives, so she's just kind of an expert in this area. Shh, and, this is her wheelhouse. And then you have... Uh, april wizenhant who's uh she she comes from uh alabama or one of those and you know what i feel like she secretly wants to be like these women what would you
0: say about me then since i'm on this show (laughs) full-time do i secretly want to be one of these women you know who i secretly want to be max
1: max max was a great character uh (laughs) he legit wore a tutu I, and I don't think I'd ever say
0: the legit wore a tutu how many and got ice cream. How many 20-year-olds, and I'm sure mom paid for it, so how many 20-year-olds wear a tutu, get ice cream on somebody else's dime, lick it once, and then give it away?
1: And then have the conversation about, it's too early for me to be
0: doing my laundry. That is rock and roll. <laughs> That's rock and roll. Okay, hey, before we actually jump in, guys, if you are new to AfterBuzz, I know a lot of you probably watch every other show bravo has but i'm sure some of you are new so if you are new and you're watching this on youtube hit subscribe if you're listening on itunes you can also hit subscribe there you can rate us and comment on itunes you can comment on youtube i don't know if you'll be checking those every week but i will so if you want to comment on youtube do it i would love to talk to you in the comments i am also be the on- first yeah be the first couple of first be the first it's comment. the newest we're actually live streaming this so you can comment as we do this show we can check it you know we can pull it up on our phones if we want to but uh, we'll be here, you know, the whole season. So do that. Also, we have a cool thing for you guys at home. Go to podcastone.com right now. You can review us there. Just another way to uh, to let us know what you think about the job After Buzz does, the job that this specific after show does, podcastone.com. It's going to take about three minutes of your time, which is a long attention span for some of the women on this show. But I'm thinking our viewers can do I think the minutes.
1: viewers can, yeah. And, and no. even though it's very early...
0: Uh you know you can be honest you can you can do all that stuff on um, uh, on the survey I'm going to be very honest about this show so if you guys want to be honest about us bring it on
1: and one of the great things uh if you do take the survey it's almost like how many after buzz shows do you listen to because they're all kind of listed there and you get to select which ones so, so it's cool
0: yeah and I have a feeling when you know a lot of the viewers probably watch a lot of bravo stuff and a lot of after buzz recaps so welcome back if we haven't seen you before um all right Let's jump into this. The first thing I want to talk about is a little rundown of each character real briefly. First show, you meet everybody. They do a little story with everybody. We've got Andy, backup singer, married three times. She did not do a ton this episode. I guess we'll see. One of the blondes. There's five, Basically, there's five blondes and a brunette. So, Andy, whatever. Susan, the brunette, businesswoman, works for a living, the outsider. We're gonna... South Shore slut. <laughs> I would not have used that word. <laughs> Susan from the South Shore that's the triple that's the quadruple (laughs) S say that five times fast that quadruple S. No, no, no,
1: South Shore Susan. Susan South Shore slut. Susan South
0: Slower shut. You can address your hate to Phil on Twitter. P.D. Svita. I'm just using the lingo that the ladies have put out there. I'm trying to stay respectful with these fine women who are intelligent, intellectual paragons of Long Island society.
1: I feel like this
0: is how Jonathan would describe his wife. Oh, totally. Jonathan's the breakout character. He's the offshoot of Susan. He's the guy, if this show is going to succeed, and I think we all pretty much know, no, it's going to be a massive hit after one episode, Jonathan and Max are going to carry this show. Because the women are going to do what they do. They're going to fight. The Bravo has this down to a science, right? It's the secondary characters that make it happen. So Ryan, the daughter, Liza's daughter, Max, he's gold. That dude is gold. Arthur, we'll get to in a second. Ryan needs a little more personality, though. She does. But she's young. She's, you know, give her some time. Arthur, he's a shit show. But that's a good thing. And then Jonathan. Who didn't John. get much of Arthur? We'll talk about that scene, but that, <laughs> what what am I watching? So Susan, so okay, Susan, businesswoman, outsider, high school crush is Jonathan. He's uh, puts his foot in his mouth a lot. Let's say that about him, and mm-hmm. is an ex-con. He went to prison, I believe, for securities fraud. So something to keep an eye on. Corey, she didn't do a whole lot. She had that weird scene with the maid, the translation on the phone, and the dog. That was Corey. Um, yeah,
1: the, the, there was a lot of pee everywhere.
0: Yeah, she 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 owns a spa with her husband, mother of four, Uh, and then there's going to be a suspicious text storyline down the road with Corey that her husband is sending suspicious texts, maybe to South Shore Susan. We'll see. Uh, Amy. Amy's son, Max, we met him. He won't fly the coop. Uh, Nasty divorce for her. Sell home. um, Start fresh. That whole thing. Amy's the one with Arthur. Arthur is the shit show, we'll get to him. Liza is the one who threw the party today with Ryan, her daughter, and I believe what, Carly is the other mm-hmm. daughter? Uh, Liza, we are going to have a lot to say about her. And then Gail is the final one. I'm glad we're bringing up her last. Gail is married to the plastic surgeon Dr. G, Dr. Greenberg. Uh, hectic schedule for her. She calls herself a type A personality. So it's basically five blondes who at this point have a lot of similarities and it's kind of confusing. And South Shore Susan. If you had to pick a favorite before we jump into the storylines, favorite character, first episode, go. Uh, In order, Jonathan. Yes. Max.
1: Yes. And then, um, I got to see a little bit more out of Ryan, but I'm going to pick one of the girls, actually. I think it's, uh, I think it's Gail. Because she's so like, you know what? Yeah, I've had 800 plastic surgeries all done by my husband, and I'm, I am, I am there. For him,
0: I would she, go. She is a great uh, supporting wife. She's going to be something. I would go. Jonathan Max. Totally agree with you. And then Susan. I think Susan's got the personality or Liza to start a lot of shit. So. Here's the thing I don't like about uh, Susan's very judgmental. Uh, they all are.
1: But Susan's... Uh, okay. First off, she does have the uh, the wherewithal and the knowledge to to say like um, the North Shore is all about keeping your kids from being spoiled and bratty, and that's all well and good. But sometimes you just got to go with the fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. and stop being like, you know what? Stop being this. No, no, no. Let's so, spoil the kids. Okay, I'm just saying. I like Susan. She's real. She's going to give a little, like, Teresa from Real Housewives of New Jersey flair to this thing, I think. These mm-hmm. other five women are so... I mean, they're not put together. They got issues. But I think Susan's the one who's going to... She's going to start some shit. I'm just telling you.
1: And they all look... Uh, we mentioned this. Uh, they look a little similar.
0: They do. The five blondes... I. Uh, they really do. <laughs> Which I thought of. You gotta have, like, um, you know, if you're a plastic
1: surgeon, I think there should be, like, a rotation system in the country so that way, you know, you know,
0: let's change up the looks. You mean, you mean, like, a plastic surgeon travels to a new place every couple of years? Not I mean, even a couple of months. Like, we could, we create, like, this whole program so we get different looks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, you, you spearhead that. Go to be the beneficial. <laughs> While Phil's working on Lord knows what over there, uh, that's our initial question for you guys at home. Who is your favorite character? You can pick secondary characters like Jonathan, you can pick one of the girls. Give us a top three, comment on YouTube, tweet us at Bobby Demiro, at PD Svitek. Not at TV Svitek. I know you cannot wait to check your tweets tomorrow for this. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. At Bobby DeMiro, seriously, tweet me your favorite three. I will tweet you back. Um, okay, let's jump in. Start with Gail. <sighs> a plastic surgery fashion show. You can't call it a fashion show. What the fuck? It's a plastic surgery show. Well, th- they call it It's a bait show. and switch. Well, yeah, but okay. If you were going there, would you have been disappointed? I don't know.
1: I don't know. No. I don't know. It, 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 first off, brilliant. I, I think it's a brilliant thing and, and whatever else. One of the things, I mean, it's so interesting to watch because all those women had snide comments about everything, but you know, in the back of their mind, they're like, I like that ass or I like that boob job. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I'm getting that next week. Mm-hmm. I, apart from that, I, it, you know, it's it's just so weird to watch as a man because you're like, what would my woman look manufactured I'm like, I don't want
0: to manufacture a woman. You're like creating your own... It's like a Stepford wife almost. He can create his own perfect...
1: Yeah, all all that was missing was an iPad and like, you know, load in your photo
0: and let's do some (laughs) touch-ups as we see these things. Let's make it like a like a robot and program like a little card to put in the back of this head and yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, you know. I mean, to me, it's such a weird subculture that I'm looking at it horrified. I'm like, this is never, ever something I would ever want to be a part of, except to sheerly just look at it with my jaw dropped like we did today but it's a hell of an eye opener that's a hell of a way to introduce the show have you ever seen a plastic surgery fashion whatever the fuck show before
1: no no it was a, it, they called it a fashion show um <laughs> i mean fashionable boobs and butts it's just very strange and i've never seen anything like it i, I find it just just going in a weird way. But like I said, for any woman in there, they knew what they, they were. They were looking at their hubbies and being like, all right, what, what's what's the budget on this?
0: Hey, like Jonathan said at the show, to be single again for a day.
1: I don't know if I want it.
0: <laughs> this is one of those things, to me, it's brilliant in the sense that it's obviously pure objectification beyond objectification but it is so far beyond the superficiality level that it goes from being you know serious and stupid and and unfortunate superficiality to sheer ridiculousness it's trolling it's so far beyond it's trolling and so you can't get mad at it you just got to look at it and be like you know what god bless them mm-hmm. god bless america we have factions of people who live like this I'm all for it, man. I'm not going to live that lifestyle. I mean, I'm, when you're perfect already, it's tough to change. But God bless them for wanting to do it.
1: There
0: you go. <laughs> all right, good it, talk. It was a, it was a successful night, all in all. All in all, there's, <laughs> and, and obviously, these girls throw shade at each other the whole night, which is the point of all these things. This is really Housewives Light, right? This is okay, just it, Real Housewives. It, let me ask you: this.
1: Susan said, you know, she needed to get out more.
0: Yeah. What does that mean? She I, works too much. She, like she just needs to she works so
1: hard that, that she, she needs to relieve stress or like she there's a purpose to getting out more but
0: yeah she didn't even say get out more she said like we need to be out there she said like a specific thing like we need to be like in the scene and i'm looking at her i'm like i don't know how old you are you like 40, 50 whatever the time has passed you know what i mean i'm but what does that mean like if you're a celebrity no
1: to be out there like yeah if you're a celebrity you need to be on the red carpet you need to be out on television you need to be out doing charities whatever the whatever thing is like what what are you accomplishing i and maybe you are i just want to know what it is (laughs) i'm not saying that you are i just want to know you want
0: a goal you want a significant like i just want an explanation yeah yeah i think it's there i just want the explanation give me a thesis statement like what are you going to prove in this event yeah i'm with you that's it i have no idea So They just want to be there. They want to see and be seen and be part of the scene because it's Long Island. It's the North Shore. This isn't the South Shore. Come up north. It's classier. I guess so. (laughs) But this is Real Housewives of Long Island, really. They could have called it that. I know they already have a Real Housewives in New York, but this is essentially, you know, you went out another county. You went to Nassau or the Hamptons or wherever they are in North Shore. I guess I'm not really sure if that's the Hamptons, but you went out another county and you have a housewife shop. Everybody knows each other. Oh, God. That's the other thing. Everybody knows each other, but Dr. G is this huge plastic surgeon. At what point does he run out of patients? Like, I know you got to redo surgeries, and, and which one was the one? Was it Andy or Liza or somebody? Oh, Susan was talking about the boob job and she needed to redo the boob job. But, mm. like, there's only so many redos you can do. At one point, you're going to run out of patients. Gosh. Ah,
1: Trust me, I can mark up anybody.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this man is not a doctor, I don't think. Are you? There's a Dr. Phil out there. <laughs> He's also kind of a fraud, but that's another show for another time. Um, okay. Plastic surgery fashion show, yay or nay? Was it weird? I think we're on board that it was very fucking strange, but I would go to one, you know. You know, in there's real kids life. listening to this. You, you know what? Ryan. Is Ryan listening to this? She's an she adult could now. be. She's an adult now. Well more ways than one By the way Ryan congratulations on your prom I hope you had a wonderful night um, let's I hope on. he treated you like a lady What's her boyfriend's name again That guy He looked like um, a nice dude He looked like a Ryan he did let's just call like he literally looked like it was like Ryan (laughs) and Ryan by the guest's name I kept thinking that it's Ryan (laughs) let's just call him Dustin I mean not to just come on the guy's a really minor character he didn't have a line like we'll call him Dustin Um, I think he had a joke but we didn't really hear it we just
1: kind of heard laughter
0: I just remember did he
1: have suspenders he did have suspend no. it wasn't They we weren't very prominent, but there was that one shot and his um and his coat was kind of hanging. they were taking the fi- he was taking the pictures of Ryan. I saw suspender I was started laughing <laughs> yeah. okay I don't know what the heck we're talking about
0: neither do i I have no idea, but if we're going to talk about prom, I might as
1: well talk about prom
0: yeah no that was to- the next topic anyway,
1: so go for it okay, no offense to Ryan, I do not approve of his dress. I want final wardrobe approval. This is not a prom dress. This is like you're going to a springtime party. Like to have this massive party for this dress, I you
0: know. Would you have preferred a solid color? Like a pastel, like a blue, a pink, a yellow.
1: And a little bit uh I don't know how to describe it. It needs to be a little bit fluffier and airy like again, this is like you're walking on the beach
0: in the summertime. I, I actually agree with you. I the fashion sense between the two of us and the fashion knowledge is equal to or less than our plastic surgery knowledge. But I I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Now she looked good, I mean she's a pretty girl. But I don't think that. But that it's was not a prom, prom material. Dress. Yeah, I don't think it was either. And you there, know, were it girls, there were girls there wearing prom dresses, right? There were girls there wearing like the pastel colors and the solid one color. And where's your accessories, uh, dude? You're you're you preaching to a ex- choir. Gotta have accessories. You know, it's the whole, the whole thing. If you are preaching. You cannot go through a whole pre-prom party without doing it upright yourself. She did the makeup. That's amazing. You got to do the rest of it. Is it possible though? Here's a question for you, and I don't know. Was that the pre-prom dress, and was she going to change before she got on that bus?
1: You know what? That's very doable. Um, yeah, I mean, in some ways, you got to have—outfit out, out, changes to just make the whole night. Um, so if that is the case, I congratulate her because everyone else was prom-ready. Yeah. Now, we should have taken uh, better pictures for the prom picture because we still were in this uh, mm-hmm. springtime uh, beach outfit. So we should maybe change it up there. But, uh, you know, I, I I could agree with you. Maybe we had something in mind. What do you think of... If Katy Perry can pull off 60 outfit changes in a matter of
0: four seconds... You what? can do prom. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Especially with that budget. 300 people at your party, you would definitely pull off Plus. one. Plus. Yeah. Now, what about that pre-prom party? Uh, open bars, two of them... Were they serving alcohol to minors? I bet they were. And you know what? That's fine. I mean, I know it's technically illegal, but let's be honest here. If the parents are there and if the adults are there, if they're getting on a bus afterwards, I'd rather they do that than do something stupid on their own.
1: That's a huge bus.
0: Oh, so come gigantic. On. But it wasn't going to carry like, if there were 300 people, you're going to have at least like 50 or 100 kids. I guess it could carry 50 kids. It could probably carry 100. Really? I mean, that was a big, but that was a double decker. That, that almost looked like a double decker type thing. I guess you can have a lot of kids sitting on laps and stuff, and that is oh, not a lot yeah. prom. <laughs> no, that is bad. Uh, quote of the show, by the way. Speaking of prom, is when Liza is talking to Andy. I want to say, and she says, uh, talking about getting late at prom. I wasn't a virgin, you know. I got laid or whatever before that. Quote: I didn't even get late on my wedding night. I was too busy counting the money. I mean, if you're the husband,
1: I'd be like, well, you know, like, hey, that's great. Let me throw, you know, at this
0: point, let me throw you another hundred G and let's just get this going. (laughs) He is the ex-husband for a reason, though. Liza's the one who's who's in the house that he's trying to sell. That's the big prom house. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing, man. Liza, listen. Why are you upset? (sighs) She, you, okay. I'm all for people living the way that they want to live as, as fucking ridiculous as it might be the kids parental advisory okay I don't want to slap that on that takes extra 10 minutes oh jeez this is what happens when you work with after buzz's producer um okay however you want to live your life Liza go for it the extravagance go for it but if you're going to do it you have to face it. like right? You have to face your actions. So when you cheat on the husband, on the high school sweetheart, with a, I believe it was a media member, a journalist in New York, a public figure, she said, and when you land on page six, which is in the New York Post, mm-hmm. correct? When you land on page six with that, you must accept the consequences. Right? Mm-hmm. These are the same people who cry free speech, but don't understand that free speech does not equal freedom from consequences. If you're going to say it, if you're going to do it, you got to expect, accept the consequences for doing it. She doesn't do that. She's sitting here in a house that she doesn't want to sell, or she doesn't want her ex-husband to sell, because she's not ready to move. It's not her decision.
1: Yeah, you gave up all all sort of decision-making. You just can't be upset by it. Why are you upset? The fact that she's so upset by this, uh, as if it... If he cheated on her, I'd be on her side. 100%. But you made this decision. You,
0: you had the affair. 100%. So,
1: you know, and I... I don't know what you're teaching, Ryan. Which, by the way, Ryan, in terms of the the party planning, was just hilarious. That whole thing, they were making decisions and whatnot. And obviously, we've done a party back here multiple times with Pat, I believe his name is.
0: Pat and Glenn, I Um, think, were their names.
1: Hey, Pat and Glenn,
0: breakout stars. Those guys were cool. I'm okay with those guys. I forget what they fully said, but I feel like they would encourage (laughs) us to do the show naked. Yeah that was about all I remember too And they had the dogs They had those two little dogs Yeah Yeah But no no Ryan didn't do anything in that party But it, what the party honestly is not about Ryan The party is about Liza Right, it's She like, even says that! This is my party It's not Ryan's going away party Ryan doesn't care, she's going to party one way or another The party lies as like last hurrah The last kid is gone I can't believe it's really over The thing she says about having to have the house sold Or having to have the house looked at before it gets sold And she's like, you know, we made the decision That the house was going to get sold when the kids went to college And I just never thought the day would come What? <laughs> yes it would Like even if the kids are two It's going to come in like 16 years I, I, I'm bad at math, but help me out, you know I mean assuming they leave at 18 yes. Well, that Max didn't, so I guess you could say that. but but honestly, I mean the day's gonna come. Come on, you know and she's wanna, about to graduate. I, I don't want to call Liza stupid,
1: but I just, like, I, just, I just don't think she has a sense of
0: reality, not at all. And that's what we're gonna leave it at. Not at all. And, and I'm glad for that because we're gonna see so much good. Stuff I'll censor myself. So much good stuff out of her in the next, you know, ten weeks or however long this What well, did you think of her interaction with her mom? Don't say anything. <laughs>
1: don't what? say anything. What was Keep think? your mouth shut.
0: Are you oh are you yelling at me or are you are you impersonating her? I'm impersonating oh, her. I thought you were asking me and then assuming that I was gonna swear about her. No. <laughs> well maybe you would. So don't say anything. Um the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah, And you know what I think, too? I think Ryan probably sees that. And the other daughter, Carly, probably sees that. And neither one of them spoke very much. And maybe they weren't mic'd, and they didn't care about him because the show's not about him as much as it is about Liza. But I think the two daughters, Liza's two daughters, see that and say, we don't want to be like Grandma, and we don't want to be like Mom, so we're just going to, like, take a step back. We're not going to do this.
1: Which, by the way, if you, if you look at it, right, if you're... Uh, you're Liza. Yeah. And you got in trouble uh, publicly for an affair. Mm-hmm. I don't know if historically, being on camera would have been the smartest decision <laughs> to make. You did, and we have it. We'll see about a season two or whatever. But just, you know, just history dictates one,
0: one, 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 one yeah, a pattern. I, I honestly, with the house being sold, with Liza sounding as out of touch with reality as she is and will be diplomatic as struggling with being in touch with reality as she is uh, she needs a payday this is a payday okay. this is how to make money right hopefully it's, I mean
1: <laughs> trust me it doesn't make as much as you think
0: no not especially not in the first couple of seasons when you're trying to break in but yeah. this is the payday for her she's not going to go become a professor at the local community college you know that's not going to happen I, I mean i'm pretty sure i can't guarantee she doesn't have a phd but
1: i'm just still really upset with she me. approved the prom dress
0: well i'm yeah. just saying so that's your that's your beef with her not the affair not the house nothing not okay <laughs> everything but it's it's
1: like okay if you're gonna because because the one thing that you're supposed to take pride
0: on is appearances mm-hmm. and that uh, just you're on the north shore and this is what you're having your daughter wear to the prom yeah, just, this is disappointing. I did like, whatever Ryan's boyfriend, are we calling him Dustin? Whatever Dustin, Dustin. <laughs> whatever Dustin's <laughs> Dustin. suit was going on, I thought he looked nice. His tux or whatever half tux that he had. I guess he wasn't wearing a bow tie, was he? No. Yeah, but whatever it was, I thought Dustin looked good. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't
1: wear the dark, so uh, he, he went different.
0: Dustin, come on the show. Whatever your name is. Um... Do you think he'd say anything in the 45 minutes? If we had him on an episode, sat him on that couch, do you think he would say anything or would he just kind of like try to crack a joke and smile? I think he'd giggle a lot. God <laughs> love him. He's perfect. He's perfect. Go. Thanks, um, ma'am. That's, that's the type of stuff he'd say. So pre-prom party, that's an interesting thing. And again, it speaks to... Long Island, I guess, and and obviously a lot of these things are producer, maybe not producer-created, but producer-exaggerated because I have a feeling these things go around a lot of places in this country and it's not a Northeastern thing, not a Long Island thing, but it's a class thing. If you're rich in the South, if you're rich in the West, you do a comparable situation. Mm -hmm. But, at least with these six, you know. It looked like something. I can't imagine what those other kids, last point on the pre-prom, what those other high school kids were thinking, because there were at least several dozen high school kids there. And I'm sure they were looking around at the cameras. You know how 17, 18-year-olds are. I'm sure they were looking around at the cameras like, what the hell is going on? Who the... Are you kidding me?
1: Here's the thing. I I think... I want to take it a step further. I think it's like, why wasn't my house good enough to have this? Because, you know, I mean, they all come from the same neighborhood, the same kind of whatever. They're... uh uh, from the same cloth they're cut from the same cloth type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's you know and I'm sure it's at a at a strange enough point where certainly the parents are looking at it like this is pathetic. We could have, you know, our house is so much better, bigger. We we you know why we should have done this. That woman ain't nothing. Like who's ain't nothing? I'd love to know like who who creates these calendar events like prom. That's like you know, that's once a year. That's a major thing and especially like that's generational. You don't it's not like you Repeat that next year. Yeah. So, why is it that you get to
0: host it? Well, TV. Maybe Bravo paid for it. When I mean, you had a 300 plus person party, maybe Andy Cohen and his boys said, hey, we'll foot the bill. We'll pay Pat and Glenn. We like them. We've worked with them. We'll pay Pat and Glenn to bring couches to your backyard. And, yeah, but if you I'm a
1: parent, them, you know, I don't
0: know. Give them something to talk about in the neighborhood because everybody knows everybody. Yeah. I'm just, yeah, I'd love to know that side of it. <laughs> I would love to know how they found these women. I understand the process of scouting on reality TV, generally speaking, but this show itself, why it didn't become a housewife show, why it was its own secrets and wives thing, how they found these girls, because they all seem to have a history and they delve into it a little bit. They show some of their like high school pictures and they talk about a couple of them going, you know, growing up from 13 years old. I would love to know how they got scouted onto these ladies, you know? Yeah. Why them? Because there's a ton of women like this on. I'm sure. There's a ton of families like this. Mm-hmm. But here we are. We got five blondes and Susan. God bless South Shore Susan. Quadruple S. <laughs> All right. Uh, next topic. Amy and Arthur. Is this, let me ask you this, about Amy and Arthur. Is this much ado about nothing? Or is Arthur a huge douchebag? Or maybe a little bit of both? I, we didn't even really see his face. He like, like, literally just came in. Only for like four seconds and then just and
1: you know and i did, we didn't know what was going on then in hindsight we kind of realized okay maybe he
0: overheard something was upset that they're talking about him in this way interesting thing though when he came in said no this is not bleeping i didn't swear this is not bleeping happening you know and walks into the coffee shop over there then there was a cameraman or a producer who came up and was like was that arthur that was a crew member yeah. you know and they had to be like yeah that was arthur they broke Scene, you know, they're not really, but they broke to talk to the crew, which implied to me maybe it was just well rehearsed and it probably was, but it implied to me that this was unplanned and this dude came up knowing that this is a hangout, knowing that they're going to be filming and, you know, started some crap.
1: Yeah, I got the feeling that Arthur, isn't they They showed his face, albeit briefly, like just shoot it, go in. Yeah. I know it's not a scene, but go in and see this fight because they wouldn't come out. She, you know, we cut to. She's shaking and all this stuff. It's like, okay, I want to see this. I want to see her
0: shaking because the way she just looks, she looks like this. And then, Eyes just dumbfounded. What did she say? She said something like, oh, we had a huge blow up in there. And the other girl, Andy, I guess, I think it was Andy, was like, wait, what happened? What do you mean? And she goes, oh, he told me to mind my own business or whatever the line was. I forget what it was verbatim, but it was like, that didn't sound like a huge blow up. I don't doubt that Arthur's got a temper problem. If that's what you're going to go with, I'm sure we'll probably see it. But that line delivered that way. I was like... That didn't sound like a blow up. A blow up would have been if he like yelled, you're a terrible person and I never want to see you again. That's a blow up. But that's just me. I I,
1: I really feel like, no offense, but unfortunately these women have two modes, happiness and ultra rage. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if you come into my zone and you make me not happy, whatever, it could be like, hey, uh, excuse me, um. Your credit card didn't go through. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Just anything. Or like, um, oh, sorry, we're out of mimosa today. Yeah.
0: Like, what?
1: It's just everything comes to a stop
0: and angry, crazy. Zero to 100. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I also think, and I got the feeling in this exact same scene, when Amy and Andy, I believe it was, were talking. I don't... Andy still, to me, doesn't register in my brain. She's just... Andy and Corey, I'm kind of like, they're blonde. I got Liza, I got Amy, I got South Shore Susan, and I got Gail. Everybody's got Gail, but Andy and Corey I'm a little iffy with. I think it was Andy. Anyways, they're talking outside the coffee shop, and at one point, Amy goes, you know what, talking about the party with Arthur, talking about the uh, Mm -hmm. the, the surgery party, you know, it was just a bad night. It was just a bad night. And at that moment, I don't know what tipped off in my brain, but I was like, these six women have a lot of bad nights. They go out and have a lot of bad nights. Whether it's the that's boyfriend, all they have. yeah, whether it's the boyfriend or the husband or the friends, they're always fighting with somebody. That's why they're made to do a show like this. And if you, you know, picked a hundred nights that they went out, ninety-five of them are bad in one way or another. Somebody blows up at somebody. You've been drinking too much. You've been saying something behind somebody. Whatever it is. These people are engineered to do this. We're creating like a subculture of like reality Because it's no longer even a
1: special occasion anymore. No, yeah. If you go out that, if you literally go out pretty much every single night, not saying that you 100% do, but but to to that level, and you've got nothing going on, then it just loses meaning. It's like, okay, well, I'm just here again. And and just right off the bat, you're fighting to have a good night rather than it could be a good night. Listen, you got to be out there.
0: We got to be out there. We got to go. We got to go to the North Shore. We got to be out there. Yeah. This is also that thing where when you go out and you try to have a good night, this is what I hated about prom and stuff in high school. When you're forced to have a good night by like societal customs, prom, you know, whatever uh, fraternity things, if people did that in college, fraternity, sorority events, those things that are so forced to have a good time, you never end up having a good time. They always suck. And then that random night when it's like Friday night and you call your boys and you're like, you just want to like grab a couple beers and like six hours later, you're doing something incredible. Those are the good nights. When you plan it out, it sucks. And I feel like the more nights that these ladies plan, like that plastic surgery thing, of course it's going to be a dud. Cause you put yeah. in so much time and you get back at the end of the day and you're like, that wasn't as good as I expected.
1: Well, it's, it's not even, it's, you know, you could still have that, but it's it's the fact that there, there's certain requirements and benchmarks you have to hit. So like, okay, you know, if you're going to prom, right? It, just even when we're talking about, it, oh, did you lose your virginity? So even that, like, okay, now that's a benchmark that you got to hit. And if you don't hit these certain benchmarks, it sucks. Like,
0: no, you don't just let go of the benchmarks and just have a fun time. They can't, man. This society cannot. Our society in general can't let go of benchmarks. This subculture cannot. Liza talking about that prom party, saying we throw the best parties. People want to talk about how much money it costs. They can say whatever they want. It's not about the party to her. It's not about seeing the friends. It's, it's about, about the money. The money. It's about spending the money. Yeah, that's the scene. God, I want to be a part of it so bad. <laughs> Get me there. Um, and I because I can't go there, because look at me, I'm not seen, I just talk about it on the internet. Yeah. Well. Hey, man, whatever works. Um, all right. You really like Jonathan and Max. Who was your third person? Uh, Gail? I think we ended up on Gail. Oh, man. What am I supposed to do with you? We didn't talk about Max yet. Well, we did a little bit. I mean, what do you make of Max? Kid's a man child, but but I love him. He's great. You know, he, I want to know
1: to to a legit point. Yeah, what's legit? Like you're in a you're you're in a
0: tutu eating ice cream. I <coughs> I gotta believe that that was the most staged. Maybe not the most, but that was staged. Does he live at home still in real life? Probably. Mom yeah, probably I think, does his laundry. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there, but. I it's, it's, this is just to a whole new level. Well, yeah. But it's the dream, right? So, like, we're creating this this subculture, like, the subculture of women who are who are destined to be in these reality shows. We're also creating these subculture of men who are destined to live like children the rest of their lives, right? I mean, it's absurd. Here's the thing. <laughs> there's, there's guys like this all over the place.
1: Here's what's really Am I wrong? Here's what, what's upsetting. I don't live with my parents. Um, however... There, There is such a stigma against living with your parents that it makes me batshit crazy. If you are, honestly, if you can, as a 20-year-old, live with your parents, save your money in yep. that way, but hey, guess what? Be responsible. Do your own laundry. Help out your parents. Help out with the house and, and have an actual job. Or, if you don't, you know, if you're in L.A., uh, one of the night, you know, it, people always come out here and they don't have money and they struggle as actors. If you in L.A. have a Parental support where you can live there, but you're being productive. More power to you. Yeah. And because of like because of Max, unfortunately, there's such a stigma against living at home with your parents and what that means. That I hate
0: it. There's a stigma in this country though. In Europe, in Italy, there's no stigma. Men live with their parents specifically for years after they. You would think Mm -hmm. they come out, and that's in part why their birth rates are so low. So it's a different thing in different cultures. But I 100% agree. If you're gonna be somewhere living with your parents, go to school. Get a job. Even if you can't, because jobs are tough to come by, you know, in most places in this country. Just save up.
1: Just figure out something. Save
0: money. Do internships. Do what you got to do, because theoretically you're not paying rent or you're paying significantly less to live whatever than you would be in an apartment. So, and maybe Max is in real life, and this is just the way he's portrayed on this show, but the portrayal matters. I mean, there's a difference of like...
1: We're not talking uh, plus minus five degrees here. We're talking
0: like 180 uh, degrees. Yeah. Y-
1: you're in a tutu eating ice cream. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to put it.
0: <laughs> it's not, you're 20 years old. You thought he was 25. <laughs> is this a reflection with Amy? Is this a reflection of her ex-husband, Mark, who keeps coming back for the dog, Max, who has his situation, and Arthur, who is on some level bizarre, whatever what's that the, may what's
1: be. What's the ex- name again? Mark.
0: Okay, Mark. I almost feel like Mark is in in her scenario
1: like her father. Uh, yeah, and in fact, he's not only the father; he's she is the sister of Max. That's literally in this world interesting and creepy. And Arthur is this the fact that he's he's not even a husband; he's just an on again, off again boyfriend. He's like the, the sugar daddy, the, not even more so. These are the types of relationships that you go through when you're thirteen. <laughs>
0: It's true. <laughs> are you sure you're not Dr. Phil, the real Dr. Phil? I could be. <laughs> but, the, like, legit, that's that's the type of abuse you go through. Like,
1: the, the fact of, like, he called me this, you're talking about that. Like, you know, you're living in a
0: crazy world, and this is, this is the construct of which you are living in it. You've built this thing. I can't and, – and I want to be sensitive to people like Amy because – you always hear, and I've never been in this situation, so I don't know. But you always hear from people who are mentally or physically abused in relationships that it's not as easy to get out as you think. And I've heard that so much that I, you know, I want to believe that. I, I you know, there's here's where I
1: there. go. Yeah, I, here's where I go off on a rant, though. I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying this is necessarily the case, or yeah. it is But it it just gets the talk of all of that gets really devalued. Unfortunately, I, I hear all the time, like, um, "Hey man, you're bullying me." Really? Because there's actual bullies, and what you are doing is you're taking away the meaning of what that actually means for them. And all I said to you was, you need to put your trash in the garbage can. Like, really? That's bullying? Oh, congratulations. I'm the world's worst bully. And if that in your life is the amount of bullying you've suffered, then you've had a pretty damn good life, haven't
0: you, you little... I'm gonna start swearing (laughs) that is how I feel about the word haters it's the same thing about the word haters there's no such thing as criticism anymore or critique there's no such thing as a nuanced critique it's haters and that's bullcrap I'll keep it PG if there I can. Um but that's exactly the same thing. And I know what you're saying with her, but I'm I'm nervous to say it with her because we don't know the situation yet, and I want to be sensitive to it if it is a serious verbal abuse situation or worse. But even so, I'm looking at it I'm willing to go out on a limb though, I always am. Th- that's a hundred percent fair, and from what we know you certainly can go out on a limb because we don't know anymore. But with the other five women telling her again and again, she's heard this for years. Other people say this. It's that on again, off again engagement. These are signs, right? I always say this about this stuff. These are signs. At some point, you got to cut the crap. Here's what. It, but now I'm going to go against the five women this way because
1: um, if this really is a legitimate situation, which it could be, and it sounds like, again, it sounds like it's it's legit in the sense that it's cyclical, right? Yeah. No offense, ladies. If you've got nothing but time, you gotta just educate. Right? And so there's there's one thing to think, like, yeah, nod your head. Like if if, if you're telling me this a hundred times and I just keep nodding my head, I'm like, yeah, yep, yeah, hmm No, you need to leave him. Yep, yeah, no, leave. That's not really helping either. Yeah. You gotta really go at her, like, listen, honey. This is not a help. Like, there's a different way of doing it. There's a different way of educating it, and you have to try different tactics to try to break through and really reach her. And you, the
0: five of them are just not doing that. So you're saying the five need to be better friends and say, "Here's where to go. Here's who to call. Here's how to get out. Whatever it is, they need to have. Yeah, I think tangible they're just over it. I think yeah. they are just literally.
1: Yeah, everyone. Every one of them, it feels like they want something to talk about. Yeah, but when they're actually talking about it. It's the world's most boring subject. No, it'd be be no different. This is a real pattern that I see. Most people go to three mm, bars or nightclubs, right? Whatever the case may be and it's all exciting to go to the first one when we get to the first one it's boring and we start texting oh, no, where you at where you at okay great is the party good oh yeah no it's perfect okay yeah this, no it's boring here I'm gonna go there and then you get there and it's like well this is kind of boring okay but where's the next place at is the next place good okay yeah yeah no we're gonna go there yeah this place is boring okay and you get there boom 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 same thing next night uh, next morning you wake up you're like that was the best night ever mm-hmm. and you're like what and you do it again the next weekend or the next night yeah, yeah. and so uh so that right there, uh, you got you, you, you demonstrated uh, just really not. Met, I don't know. First off, cyclicalness because it just you go around and around the circle, and uh, a
0: meaningfulness. I don't know. Meaninglessness. I'm just, I'm just making up words <laughs> as I go along. No, and, and the other thing, and these women too. There's one other situation here, and it's not in, uh, you know. What's the word I'm looking for? I can't even talk today. I think this show's making us dumb. Meaningless. It's not meaningfulness. It's not endemic. It's endemic to other people. It's endemic to this society, not just these women. It is not isolated in them. They are listening to talk. They're not listening. When you talk to me, I try. I hope that I listen to you. I'm not just thinking about, oh, here's my point. Here's my point. Oh, he's done talking. I'm going to talk now. These women, and it's not just them, it's a lot of people, are not listening to you, they are waiting for their turn to talk. And oh, so very when much so. one of them tells their story, the other one's like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, honey, he's terrible. So listen, so my daughter, she's having a pre prom party, and then it goes back and forth. And the other one's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I see it in
1: mannerisms too. Um a lot of times uh, you know, there's I've seen someone uh in, in various arguments, right, where the other person's talking and the other person has their head down. And I've been in situations where I'm modern I'm like bring your head up. I know you're listening, but bring your head up. And the person's been like, no, I am listening. I know you're, I don't like, I know you are listening, but I want your eyes to be watching. And, uh, you know, and later on we had our a little dissection and I said, you know, you understand why I did that? And the person said, I was actually trying to think of my next point. I'm like, no, no, no. You know your arguments. You know why you we're having this meeting, but what you've never done is listen to the other side. You have
0: got your arguments. When your time comes, I'll call on you. And that's what they do, so you're correct. (laughs) So I I have a master's degree to come here and talk to you about this sort of stuff. I went to grad school to be here today. The best advice I ever got in my entire life was from a professor in grad school. And he said, listen with the intensity usually reserved for speech. It's the greatest advice I've ever gotten. I follow it maybe like 50% of the time. I mean, I'm bad at it. We all are. That's the greatest piece of advice I've ever gotten. My greatest advice is do
1: not, guy or girl, pee against
0: the wind. <laughs> and if that, if you can adopt that principle, I think you'd be fairly awesome. So you're telling me what we just did. These are life lessons you guys are learning at home. So if you listen with the intensity usually reserved for speech and you understand the direction of the wind before you take a piss, you're going to turn out Okay.
1: Speaking of that, just, just, again, because we've derailed this entirely, (laughs) um, a lot of people spit when they want to know the direction of the wind. Terrible idea.
0: Just pick up some grass.
1: Yeah. Just do that, because the spit's going to come back at you (laughs) if it's going that way.
0: The only time you're supposed to spit is if you're in an avalanche, and you're supposed to spit to see if it falls or if it comes back down on you, because you need to figure out if you're right side up or upside down or whatever, Uh you know? And uh-huh. then based on where the spit goes you start digging. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Those are the secrets <laughs> the wives aren't telling you. So, all right. Okay, we've completely derailed this. If you're new to AfterBuzz, um this happens about every week on a show like this. Uh, yeah,
1: it just went there. So.
0: <laughs> okay, uh let's do before we get off predictions. All right, let's do that. And now, you're AfterBuzz. In light of what we were just talking about, I will first predict that nothing ever changes. These women won't magically start listening to each other. They won't magically start caring about each other. They are conditioned not to care about each other because they've always been competing. But that's not new. We all knew that. That's why we watch. Specific predictions. Mr. Svitek, what you got?
1: Uh, you, you know, uh, the Jonathan as an ex-con keeps being brought up and... I've. I think he's just a great guy in terms of comedy, you know, he's not afraid to say what he wants, and I feel like there's, um there's a, as, as open as these women are, it's mostly just vagina jokes, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Jonathan, I feel like he can go into a situation and be like, this is Todd. <laughs> Or Whatever he's gonna
0: say. <laughs>
1: yeah. And you know And it's and offensive
0: it, as hell. And it takes
1: yeah, and that's what I'm saying. He rubs people the wrong way. Whereas if if you just said like crude humor about again, vagina jokes, I don't know. I'm gonna get eaten alive on these comments.
0: <laughs> then you might might he might have fit in a little bit better. He's like Jackie Gleason. Jonathan is like Jackie Gleason. I think that frame that reference is so over everyone's head. I get Google what you're it. saying, yeah. but just Google it. Jackie Gleason. Um Okay, here's a prediction question for you and for the folks at home. If you had to pick one of the six, or, you know, secondary characters, Jonathan, Max, whoever, but I doubt it. If you had to pick a character on this show who is going to resort to physical violence first... Arthur. Really? Oh, yeah. I was going to say South Shore Susan. She's, oh, no, Arthur. She's, she's got a chip on her shoulder, man. Be careful of the people with the chip on their shoulder. Or, if I overthink this, it's the people who put the chip on the people who have the chip on their shoulders. shoulder. So... Somebody from the North Shore is going to piss Susan off. Susan's going to say something, and one of the North Shore girls, is who, going was, to take a um,
1: who was who uh, was, we had that little scene. Um, we had Mimosa looked like you know the, mm-hmm. the 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 picture of Mimosa, and we were out and about. Everyone was kind of in their bikinis, and one of the blondes was very animated. <laughs>
0: Liza, I believe, maybe yeah. in a, in, a, in a preview scene, an upcoming, yeah, scene. yeah. No, this is all preview Liza. scene. I think it was Liza. Okay, maybe. so it okay. could be Liza.
1: But I think, uh, I honestly, I think it's, I think it's Arthur.
0: That'd be unfortunate. To, to, to Amy or to
1: like Jonathan or somebody? Not to John, I think to Amy. Okay. Maybe to Max. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. To Max, there's, I mean Max, I don't know what's gonna happen, but he's moving, I don't know what the whole storyline of him moving out. I don't think, I think that's gonna be so short-lived. I think that's gonna be one of those like, you know, he, it's only where he puts on this whole fake smile and takes him 10 hours just to go down the stairs, 12 hours just to get to the door, and the mom's like, All right, you know what? I love you.
0: Stay. None of these people are as wealthy as they purport to be, right? Isn't that part of the point of this? That they're sort of overliving their wealth? That's not true only of them, that's true of a lot of this country, unfortunately. But they're overliving their wealth, they're overshowing their extravagance. You know, like my brother likes to say, money talks, wealth whispers.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's certainly true. And, and, and regardless of how... In this day and age, no matter how much money you got, like, okay, that, that might work for you, but if you... Most of them have kids.
0: Yeah. Uh, what are they going to do? What are you going to do with them? Yeah, Max, I doubt, has a trust fund coming that's going to last him. But I don't know. Hey, what the hell do I know? Arthur might have a hell of a job. So, there you go. That's all I got to say about that. Interesting. That is Secrets and Wives. That is episode one of the series. Uh, final grade one to ten what do you think Seven point nine. I think that's a high grade. I'll give it like an eight point six. I think this series has legs because Jonathan and Max, the secondary characters, are gonna make it happen because we're gonna crap on the girls all week. I think the secondary characters are key. Remember, podcast1.com. You can survey, review us there. Take about three minutes. You can do a lot of after shows if you listen to a lot of afterbus shows, you can do a lot there. If you haven't Kardashians! Already, dude, please review Kardashians. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on YouTube's YouTube or iTunes. I'm the getting, pearl of YouTube would be YouTube. I'm if getting, YouTube could be plural. I'm getting dumber. Like, that's, this is a fact. I, what the hell did you put in the water? Uh, Twitter, Phil, where can they tweet you? Uh, PD sweetech Oh god, I can't wait for your tweets. I'm at Bobby Demiro. I check all the YouTube comments too, so for god's sakes, leave some. The meaner, the better. That's it. Secret, wa- Secrets and Wives this week. You know, that is, that
1: is the good news. I mean, I think uh, Nicole Brazier and April Wisenham they're, they're coming on. I think they're, they're, it's going to be interesting how they take it because, um, obviously, I've been harsh. You, st- I, Hey, get ready for this for me all season. This is me. There you go. So, well, essentially, what we're saying is if we're this harsh...
0: It's okay for you to be harsh on to us. <laughs> yeah, you can you can do equal to us what we've done to these women. I invite it. Please tweet us, YouTube, iTunes, hit subscribe. I'm going to sign off before I can't speak the rest of the night. We'll see you next week on Secrets and Wives. Good night, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network